0: Welcome to the Marla Movement Podcast. Each episode we share our experience and research on all things natural living, holistic health and mindful being. We are so grateful that you're hanging out with us. Let's dive on in. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode. We are back after a little bit of a break. This is episode 18 and we're going to take you behind the scenes today and just update you on what's been going on in our lives because a lot's been happening and of course give you some little nuggets of wisdom and learnings and teachings along the way.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this one because this is gonna, we've, we've had a lot of chats, we've had a lot of things we've been up to, especially with the van build that's put a, a bit of toll on myself and yourself, same with the downsizing and packing up and moving. And so we definitely want to sort of share some insights, what we've sort of experienced and some lessons and learnings we've along the way. And we're still, in a way, we're still um, unpacking a lot of these things. So
0: Yeah, it's definitely been a learning process, and I know I was finding the van build and downsize very stressful, so self-care was definitely a must, which I might chat a little bit about later in this episode, but what i first want to share is that it's not all rainbows and sunshines over here like this was tough move we're not only moving but we're also downsizing packing up our life selling stuff donating stuff and building it building the van and we're still building the van a lot of people have reached out saying oh i really want to do something like what you guys are doing it looks so awesome and not to like say don't do it or anything like that but it does take commitment and a lot of freaking effort. Yeah. And a lot of our stuff is still in boxes. I'm literally peeing in a bucket right now because we have no toilet in the van yet. So it's it's definitely a process. I wouldn't wish it away at all. It's just more that I want to keep it real with you all and say that, it does ca- take commitment, it does take hard work, and it wasn't just as simple as moving our stuff into another house, like moving is one thing, and I know that can be stressful, I've moved many times, but actually downsizing and t- building the van and trying to figure out where everything goes is a process.
1: Yeah, and I, I was just gonna add to that one, like we did have a time frame of, of when we wanted to complete it, but at times like it could look really great on the plan, um and however I, I wouldn't say it's poor execution it was more of i felt into it so me being part of say the building industry and, and being doing building for over a decade i'm nowhere near as passionate as i was before so I, i'm having to force and push myself to do something i'm having to link i guess meaning behind that because that's really my motivation my drive is to put meaning into why i want to do something so something like that it's like yeah it's building a home for me and laura um and it was going to be a uh, home for our cat Kimby, which uh, we've decided to handball uh, him back to Laura's mum and sister, which is because they got
0: a house. They got a house. Yeah, so they've got a home for him now. Yeah, we thought that would be better on than the, being on the road, torturing
1: him in a small confined space <laughs> in a van. So.
0: It would have been fun, but yes, that, that is an update we needed to hear. He use. definitely is an
1: adventure cat, um, but it would probably take time for him to develop, you know, the uh, the van muscles.
0: Yes, <laughs> and a lot of responsibility on us. It would have really restricted in a way. But I would have made it work, as I said from the start to Mark. I, I, I'll i make it work. Like, we can't – there's nowhere to put him right now, but yeah. now this has come up. My, we're actually at my mum's house right now. We're parked in her driveway so play, she yeah. literally moved into her new house the day we, the moved, day we out moved out yeah so from summers
1: how how the timing or you would probably even call it synchronicity how mm. how some things just happened for a reason it wasn't planned it wasn't orchestrated and uh, it may be orchestrated by obviously a higher divine, um, divine power but but, but for us, like, it's so, say we didn't get the van, which we didn't get the van completed, but it's okay, we're, we're chilling up, and we're taking some r and R, so some bit of rest and relaxation, and I'm still building, Laura's still doing uh, a few other things that she's um, put in the pipeline, she's booked in uh, a while ago, um, so she's focused on that, I'm focused on still building, um, and we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. So it could be next end of next week where we end up jetting off and we start moving, uh, driving up towards the north, our north, our true north, um, hmm. but also north of uh, Australia, so towards Queensland. Um, but a lot has happened. So so let's dive into some of the stressful times because a lot of what what, what you were saying just before is the highlight. Really, everyone gets to see on Instagram. Which may be like a filter, maybe music or a, or a, uh, was it Insta reel? Um, and you only everything
0: see... looks better. Yeah, Can but it's always, you anything. It's a small
1: snippet, right? Yeah. Of yeah. What, what you've decided to put up. Like if, if if aliens were to look at Instagram, they'd see how beautiful and amazing, how <laughs> funny everyone and entertaining humans are. But that's not the reality. What is the reality, and what was what was behind the scenes? the stressful times to the times where you just like cracked open um, and I know you had a crack at me at times, <laughs> and, I, and, and I had a crack at you and I and for me when that happened tension was building up and we and sometimes you just need to just release you just need to like let the what's say aggression but just let the emotion out
0: anger because yeah uh, my breathwork teacher Kaya actually she says that anger isn't a bad emotion like no emotional is wrong or negative like inherently negative it's all emotions are equal all emotions are meant to be felt it's when anger turns into aggression yeah so anger is a clean energy it's a clean emotion it's when it's directed aggressively that's yeah. when it's toxic
1: well you know in a way it, it, it reminded me of like you're casting a spell it's like the the don Miguel Ruiz sort of um the four agreements because when you when you get you yeah and you have the anger which, which is okay to feel that emotion but then the aggression is like you're now casting that onto someone else yeah you're throwing
0: and, it at someone and
1: they could take that like you know he calls it in the book uh you're casting a spell on them and they could they could internalize that and mm-hmm. go wow I feel like or, or you've projected something on me that it, Take they, it personally. yeah they, yeah they carry that and then sort of like your physiology changes or the person's physiology changes so mm-hmm. yeah we had a bit of a bit of an anger sort of uh it I was guess. a tiff yeah and and but that was all part of like we were packing up we were cleaning up our house before we were moving up and so so many things were happening that same day that we felt like we were sort of in quicksand like things were
0: pressure cooker
1: yeah there was just there was time frames but it is what it is and it sort of happened and um and for me I knew if I if I like being in a being living in a van you're in such a confined space so you can't escape you can't just go run away because you're going to be going back can I go to another room because it's all the same room (laughs) right it's all the same doors it's all the same confinement so as, as what I would normally do is I, I end up going for a one-hour walk down the beach and it sort of just, like, cleared my space out. But when I returned, Laura was not in a good state. She was <laughs> like, you know. Let me okay. Let's back it up. But, like, go. What were you going to say?
0: <laughs> so, Mark went off for his walk and, like, I was – I forget what it was even about, though I was getting to a space where I was very overwhelmed and I was projecting and I guess attacking
1: (laughs) yeah I'd say attacking
0: with my words not a lot I didn't hit Mark or anything it was more just like I was getting very frustrated and overwhelmed and I was just in that pressure cooker and my emotions did end up projecting so Mark went for a walk which was all well and good though I was (laughs) stuck in the van and i thought he took the keys and kimbo was in the van too so i was just like my blood was just boiling at this point i was like oh my gosh i'm stuck in the van with this cat it's hot he's out for a walk and i really needed to pee (laughs) so i got to a point where i was holding, holding holding And then I ended up being in his new Yeti mug because I I thought I had no options. And he comes back and he was so like all well and good. He of like he was his He was I relaxed,
1: chill, a cucumber.
0: And he came back, opened the door, and I'm like, I'm not ready to talk right now. Yeah, you are. You are. Ooh. And I just said, you've got a cup full of pee, and I was just having a massive moment, and. I'm sharing this to one, again, keep it real with you that I don't always keep my cool. I'm not always happy. A lot of people look at me and think that I'm always happy and always smiling, though that can be my state for a lot of the time, though I do feel the full spectrum of emotions. And of course, I got over this. I ended up going for my own walk. I went down to the beach and just laid out in the sun, swam with the dolphins, like just really hung out. So we both took our own process. And then we'll absolutely fine after it. We spoke it out. And honestly, that was probably the biggest argument we've ever had. And it was still so small in comparison to what I have experienced in the past. So I'm very, very grateful that we can talk things out and that I guess our arguments aren't coming down to things like money or being unfaithful or just all those sorts of things that I've experienced in the past. It's not about that. It's just these Little things that I either you or I created into a little big thing, and we talk
1: it out. Yeah, yeah. Which happens, and this is where we're going to probably tie it into the self care that we but that we do on a daily basis. I think that also plays a huge role mm. into how we show up every single day. So things like that, they don't happen very often or very rarely, but when they do happen, they happen. But then also we go back into you know the self care practices which um, let's dive into that a little bit because that will also flesh out some of the insights for listeners out there.
0: Yeah well at that time like I was really making sure that I was doing a longer morning practice and taking stuff off my plate so I did end up putting the podcast for example on pause and I was trying to sometimes you don't need to add more things like do more self-care practices. Sometimes it's literally taking things off your plate. Don't make me say so, that Bruce Lee
1: quote of go for "Do it. not accumulate, but eliminate. Do not daily increase, but daily decrease." The height of cultivation always runs to simplicity.
0: Yeah, beautiful. So there was a lot of that, just stripping back and listening to my body. So also, like my food needs change. So when the body is under stress or under pressure often you will crave more carbohydrate rich foods mm-hmm. or more salty yeah. foods. And that's not necessarily bad. It's it's more around the fact that are you sourcing your carbohydrates from a natural source mm-hmm. like having more fruit or having more starchy carbs or are you going for chocolate like processed sweets and lollies and things like that. So I was giving myself more complex carbohydrates, starchy carbs and r- allowing my body to enjoy a lot of salt. Like, I eat plenty of salt anyway in abundance. Like, I don't limit my salt intake because we cook from scratch. Yeah. So, we add our own salt to our meals, and yeah. it's not something that we limit. Um, but, my cravings for it, I guess you could say, or my body's need for it changes depending on how stressed I am. Because when your body's stressed, it actually, your adrenal glands use up a lot of salt. Right. So, that was something that I was doing, which was listening to my body in regards to food, but also in regards to movement. Like my morning practice will change. Um, how I exercise or moved my body would change as well, depending on how I was feeling. But going back to why in that pressure cooker situation, we had been just like the first two nights in the van, we had slept there. So my morning routine or both of our morning routines yeah were off and out of whack. So it just goes to show how much our morning routines ground us and yeah. how they facilitate our normal like a waking day relationship and how we show up in the world. So when that was off balance, I started to revert back to old patterns on how I used to show up. So it's not that um, self-care practice or a morning routine is a crutch. It's more it helps me show up as the person that I want to be as in i'm grounded i'm centered and i'm like i feel myself up first so then i can give and i'm calm <laughs> so yeah. that's something that my body works really well with and yeah i just wanted to i guess link those together that that f- argument or that little tiff it could have been a byproduct of us not having a solid morning routine or a self-care practice and things like that. even though i was doing these little things but i was very ungrounded we had just moved out of a house shit was everywhere like our whole carport was full of boxes and all of our stuff my my energy and my mind felt very scattered the whole time so I needed that extra grounding so um I just wanted to share that as well but what were your things that you were doing to stay grounded and look after yourself
1: for me, I'd say like movement and, and, or exercise or, or, or sort of some sort of training is really important for me in the mornings and alongside with reading. I love to read uh, books that sort of help me, uh, I guess like self-education and self-help books. Um, so that that, goal, that gives me a good grounding. Um, so morning practice. And I was also doing the, the Wim Hof breath work. So I was having the cold showers. Um, and that was helping as well. And then I started to introduce coffee again. Cause I went on a bit of a break with coffee and caffeine and, and so that was, so, so the morning practice I love to do. And just like yourself, the morning rituals, it just gives you that starting point to then, um, just steal time for yourself, have that time and energy for yourself. That no matter where the day goes, then you can, um, it, it, whether it goes south or wherever it, wherever it takes, uh, you can still bounce back from it, and to know mm-hmm. that you've, you still you've still made the, made the most of the day, even though it was just the morning. That's how I, way I look at it. I've still won the day because Absolutely. I won the morning. Yeah, you know, the same yeah. goes. You win the morning, you've won the day, and so that self care practices is, is is probably the number one. The other ones are probably eating nutritionally dense foods with uh with just cooking at home um whether i'm cooking or you're, you're cooking and then the other thing is i'd probably say i haven't done much of is being able to catch up and and with friends and being able to go and like i did do archery this one session i did archery and I just absolutely loved it i went by myself uh, i had a friend that i invited uh he ended up bailing on me but the, but that's all cool because like i still went and i did some archery and i did some what may have looked like damage to my arm because when you... It was damaged. Yeah, when you <laughs> first kinda... time using the the bow, I, I mean, for me, I was using the longbow and and uh, there's a certain stance. So you've got to stand like uh, parallel to your body as you go to um, use the, you know, pull back the bow. And my arm was slightly bent or slightly wasn't in alignment with line with the, with the bowstring. So what happens is it whips... As whips your forearm as it shoots as you release it, and so over time that whipping just gave me some severe bruising on the on the forearm and, and the bicep. And I had some friends on social media that posted out some some tips and tricks because obviously you know they've done the same thing as well. And I, I really uh, thank them for that. But sort of like things like that, I wish I could have done more of. But we'll, we'll, this is where we want to jump into, or where I want to jump into is. Everyone's heard of the acronym FOMO, so the Fear of Missing Out. Um, I like the one because I've just recently read the book by Jim Quick and I highly recommend it. So anyone that wants to learn anything uh, faster, retain information, check out the book called Limitless by Jim Quick. And so in the book he talked about JOMO, so the Joy of Missing Out. So explain the joy of missing out is actually um, not going to say events or saying no to a lot of things so then you can say yes to the things that you want to do and build in life so for example the van downsizing all that was like a joy for me like sort of what what i want to do and what i want to um how i want to live my life is i like obviously i want to build the van um but if i'm constantly catching up constantly doing other things
0: and getting distracted getting
1: distracted i might not get the van finished which we didn't get it finished anyways which is which is fine but it's more of if I did do all these other things, um, I could have just, uh, we could have been set back a little bit further. So, the joy of missing out. So, what are some of the things and have to think about this. If you say yes to something, what are you saying no to? Or if you say no to something, what are you saying yes to? So, the joy of missing out is really getting you to prioritize and focus, um, on what you, what you, what you must get done. So, say for example, Jim Quick was writing his book, if he said yes to event to certain events, which uh, which could be obviously uh, enjoyable and whatnot, he's not going to be able to finish his book, which he really really wants to get done. So, although we want to do everything, we want to do yeah. Well, how's the saying, guys? It's like you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Yeah. All right. So it's prioritizing. So I've had the uh, the Jomo during that period, which has been really great and fulfilling.
0: Yeah. I really like how you explain that about what Jim quick, because ultimately like I've, I've said yes to things, but I was saying no to myself. So sometimes it's about setting those boundaries so you can actually do what you want to do mm. instead of that people pleaser. Cause I know I'm, I'm a recovering people pleaser and I want to say yes to everyone, but I'm saying no to myself. Yeah. So just realizing that, when you do do that, you are taking away from yourself. So it's just something to reflect on, get better at. It is a practice because, or even now what I say is like, oh, I'll think about. it. Like I don't agree to things on the spot. It's either yeah. I'll check my diary. Even if it's taking on new shifts at work, sometimes you want to make your boss or your manager happy. I would always say, oh, I'll just check my diary first and I'll think and about I'll whether I it. actually yeah. want to do it instead of just saying yes on the spot yeah and just because you want to please your boss so that's just something that i used to do and how i started out
1: <laughs> unless it's like the was it Derek sivers said it's either a hell yes or it's a no so mm. so you maybe maybe if it's a hell yes for you really really want to do it i mean you don't have to go hey i'll check my diary it's like i'm definitely it's a yes for me
0: of course yes yes of course yeah definitely because yeah. i yeah some things you just want to jump at but yeah, if it's something that's a drag or whenever you have to think about it, like you're thinking about it and you're thinking, oh, God, oh, God, do I want to? Then say you'll think about it and yeah. get back to them instead of booking it in. And just speaking of yes, no choices and decisions, a few choices that we've made recently is to start investing our money in different spaces but also living the van life. So we're, we're becoming more self-sufficient. We have made a decision to invest our money elsewhere instead of, I guess, becoming indebted with a home loan and things like that right now. So we could have made the decision or made the choice to stay at our jobs and because they were secure jobs and get a home loan, we would have been accepted for one. Though we made the decision to deck out a van and put solar on it and have a whole heap of drinking water on it and go traveling and try find a piece of land that is going to sustain the whole family. So we would love to find land with water on it, uh, have lots of fruit and vegetables like food forests, like be really self-sufficient. And I guess one of the, that choice was driven by the current world climate.
1: Which is actually forces, I'd say it's forces to get into this position that we're in now So we're just actually priming the position we're in, in order to secure and to create surplus um, And so when I talk about stuff like that, like you were explaining we've gone sort of off Not, I wouldn't say off-grid completely because we're still, but we're using, you know, solar panel. Uh, we've got solar energy We are stocking up on water and we're doing it on a small scale. So, so the methods, the tools, the systems that we're using is sort of like this essentialism, minimalism approach, but we also wanna go into the methods and the systems that actually helps us generate surplus. So we're talking about food, we're talking about water, we're talking about security, um, and we're even talking about financial institutions. So if you think about, say for example, we've got money in the bank, we've got cash on hand, we've got say, there's, there's the bullion, so there's the gold, silver, uh, these are all assets. yeah, assets, property, uh, these are all like value that we exchange with, right? And so what determines uh, even the bartering system? So we can talk about bartering where we can, we can say, hey, you've got some apples, I've got some bananas, let's do a trade. Um, but what if you have a higher value of apples, or well, it might not be apples, it could be shoes that you want to trade with bananas and shoes. And I'm still in this uh, analogy from, from Alex, from uh, a guy that uh, is a philosopher, but also he, he dives a lot into Bitcoin. So that's another platform or institution that we've sort of invested in recently is because it's uncensored value or energy exchange, or you can call it money if you want. But it's but Bitcoin is, is, is a cryptocurrency um, and it's sort of protected. So it's a, it's a decentralized way to uh, exchange uh, value system uh, that we've supported and recently it's just spiked itself in the in the last probably 6 months it's gone from like $15,000 of bitcoin to now it's like 60 it hit last night. like it's ridiculous but but that just goes to show that people are losing trust in the current system um and a system like bitcoin where it's was decentralized allows the trust to get back into the people so with bitcoin um and i'm still a student i'm still learning i'm still trying to try to wrap my head around it and so where the power goes back into the individual so what they say is you're no longer requiring a banker you're no longer requiring a third party you have 100 uh, percent possession of what you've what you've bought uh, so that's one of the things that we've, we've recently invested in
0: and it's uh, And in a way we're voting with our dollar, not that we're spending the Bitcoin, it's really just an investment strategy. It's more that we just really wanna diversify our assets, for example. So instead of just having all of our money in the bank, we still have cash on hand. We have invested in gold and silver and now Bitcoin and eventually assets like property for the family that produces surplus, food, shelter, all of that.
1: Well, the van itself is an asset. So we've we've purchased the van, we've decked it out, we've got all the insurances, but that that van itself is like, it doesn't require a lot to run, right? So you've got the fuel, it generates its own energy and we don't have to pay rent. Like it's, it's we're, we're not in debt. And I, I think that becomes a problem where a lot of younger people get in a lot of debt and they don't know how to get out of it. And you can say, Buying a buying a house or or a property is like oh I, but it's good debt. There's no such thing as good debt, right? Like you you get you 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 purchase a property, and it's, even the interest rates are so low at the moment. They're they're spinning out like deals with these with these home builders, and they're saying you only need a five thousand dollar deposit to build your first home. And I just think it's a rot. I think that the people that do end up buying that that don't even, they can't even service it. Um, will get themselves in a whole heap, heap of hurt coming in. And I don't want to be a fear-monger, I'm just just come from a place of, of what I'm seeing and, and what some of the statistics are showing out there as well, where a lot of we people... Look at the GFC. Well, it's, it's kind of like similar. Like it, if you ever check out the movie, The Big Short, I um, can't remember, but it's got Brad Pitt, <laughs> that's all I remember, the, the main actor. It's got Christian Bale. But it's like it narrates the story of the globe before the global financial crisis hit. It was the things and the the econ- economists were, were like predicting were leading up to the big collapse, right? The global financial collapse uh, that ha- that really hit and affected America. Did not not so much in Australia. We were still. That was a bit out, of a
0: ripple effect. There's yeah, always going to be a there's ripple. There's a, always a
1: ripple effect, but now where where things are getting into that sort of state where. We've got the the job. as the job keeper? The job, yeah, the seeker job keep, seeker. Yeah. That they're, they're all sort of, you know, contracting and they're restricting that coming into March. The government have said, "Oh, we've told you that we were going to do that a while ago." Um, and I just think it's just going to change. It's it's probably already changed a lot of the mindsets of people that get that free money. That do they want to go back into the workforce? Um, and then if they do want to go back, will there be jobs going back into the workforce? And I just think that the way things are happening now. And like I'm not trying to say it's doom and gloom because there are always opportunities within volatile sort of um, environments. And I think we've got to understand where we want to put our money or where we want to vote with our dollars, Bitcoin, and support those institutions and those um, companies or corporations, whatever you want to call it, and also empower ourselves with some of the knowledge. So we, we, we get a little bit to sort of like um, you know where we're 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 chasing the shiny objects right we're rich, we're we're constantly just looking left and right and we don't know which direction we want to go so i highly i just want to get you guys out there guys and girls out there to really dive into how the system works how you can support the system that's in alignment and i feel like we are becoming more censored. So the information that we get isn't the the truth or isn't what uh, is going to help us in the long term. And so I think we need to start to look at alternatives. So when Laura has been a huge advocate of going back into natural health, and I'm a huge advocate of like, say, natural movement and natural building and sort of, that's what we're trying to help share, create, and really give ourselves choice and you guys choice as well by um, by trying to see from where we're coming from and we're not just saying it we're actually doing it so that's the that's the big difference is like the best teacher out there is the experience itself so we're experiencing we're going through the the process so then we can we can come out the other end and share some of the experiences the insights uh, and, and to to really build relationships along the way. I think that's really powerful and what's most important is to build the relationships with community and with the other people along the way.
0: And it's not to say that we're right in what we're doing, it's more the fact that we are giving things a go and trying new things yes. and experiencing new things yeah. and Of course, not everything's always going to be right. It is always going to be a hit and miss case scenario, though we would much prefer to live a full life and experience all the things that life has to offer instead of, I guess, following the status quo and the mainstream narrative and the conventional path. We would much rather, this is what brings us joy. And I love the fact that we are investing in things that, take money away from the big banks and things like that so we recently changed to a local bank which that circulates the money within the local community instead of internationally which obviously supports australia but what i really want to wrap around this is that you always have a choice in how you live your life No one is tying you down and telling you what to do. It's definitely fed to you and shoved down your throat a certain way of living and being, though there is so much opportunity out there now. And we are living in the age of the internet that we can literally Google anything or look up anything. And the answer is there. How do you think we're building this van? YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> like we're learning about Bitcoin through podcasts and YouTube yeah. and documentaries and uncensored media. Mm. So it's the ball is always in your court. You really just got to look for it and be willing to try other things, be willing to get messy, be willing to try, fail, all of it. Yeah. Of course, it's always up to you. You don't have to take any different path. You can continue down the path that you're going though. The choice is ultimately always yours.
1: Yeah. And I'll just say that the three letter words that you, you kept saying was try. And I think that word itself, like we can, we can, we can break that down, but it's just, it reminded me of like, we're trying is like, like a seeing a child try to walk and it'll get up and it'll just fall and it'll get up. Cause obviously it hasn't built the strength to be able to stand up. And so it tries and it tries and it tries and eventually it stands. And I think that is where we need to come from. We need to start at a place of trying. So it's like, just give it a good crack, mate, or... Give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. She'll be right. Like, But I think try first, like try new food, try... And may, and, and this is where, uh, I guess, the experience of life is the greatest teacher because then if it doesn't work out, then try a different approach. Try a different approach. Mm. And I think that we, we don't try enough, so we may stick at a job, and we're just so good at our job that we don't want to try anything else because then we've got to start from scratch and then feels it becomes, shit,
0: feels uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel like a dickhead. You know what <laughs> what I mean?
1: Like it's just like oh, I'm just I'm not adept to the language or the communication. But this is where real growth happens. So I'll just share recently I've started to pick up my fighting monkey practice. So I may have spoken this a while in my previous podcast as in um what I was doing with builders. But it really is this so this fighting monkey practice and I'll just quickly explain is I've done these workshops in the last probably three, four years, and it's really one of those, it cracked me open to a sense where I haven't felt in a way of how much I sucked at movement and how, how much I sucked at moving my body. So I thought I was like one of uh, a decent mover, right? Like I, I can do certain certain things with my body. Like I come from a skateboarding background, a tradesman background, I've got a martial arts background so i can I've, i can really link my body together but then doing the fighting monkey practice um the man leading the the workshop was doing some rhythmic coordinative patterns that look like dance and uh, you know we try to i guess put a put a word to it oh that's dance or that's that's capoeira or that's yoga but i have never seen anything like it and what we had to do is we had to use our, our visuals and our senses to replicate what he's trying to do and I, I kid you not like there were people in the room that have like martial arts like their black belts and jiu-jitsu there there were dancers there were gymnasts and It broke everyone's sort of ego because like no one really knew the movement and we were like all struggling although we weren't talking because there's music and there's beat and there's rhythm in the background we all had to go and repeat the same process and it was a beautiful thing because it made me understand of like how how children or how how we learn is through observing so it's like with the scientific term what they call now is like mirror neurons so we create neurons new neurons by observing and then and then trying to replicate so same with a child or a baby they'll try and read your lips and they'll try and say mama and then and because you're repeating the same things and then eventually they keep but it's like it's learned like you never taught the child anything it's it's learning by itself right it's it's just taking from its environment it's
0: experiencing its environment yeah and
1: it's learning and it's it's teaching and it's and it's co- it's this constant process so with that with the with why i'm going back with the fighting monkey practice because it's something I've, I've picked up again and i'm just in love with it right now because it's allow me to learn how to learn? I'm expressing myself through movement, but I'm also using my body to coordinate, to time it, to rhythmically move in a way that I never really did in a very long time. I remember I did dance, um, you know, the, the the bit of dance back in back in primary school, and I actually loved it. And so now I'm incorporating that practice, and I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm, and I, I suck at it. But the the beautiful thing is my body is feeling. I don't know. It's just I have this new Sense of meaning, but also a new sense of direction. So, let me just quickly before I get Laura to jump in on this because we, she she got to experience a bit of the the fighting monkey practice. And for those of you guys really interested in this, ch- highly recommend check it out. Fighting monkey practice. I think it's net or com But where I was going with this is the practice really gets you to l- like gets you to understand how your body learns. Because say for example, we can go to the gym. I remember when I first went to the gym and I was doing like bench press with dumbbells. I'm not sure if you've done it before or done a push-up and you've never done one before. But your muscles are just like, one, they're weak or you don't know the movement right. So you feel uncomfortable, but it's like, it's, it doesn't time very well. So back then when I was doing bench press, it was like the left was very uncoordinated to the right and it just was all over the shop. And I remember going like, this sucks. Like I suck at this, right? Right. But then you keep turning up and you keep going and weeks after weeks and months after months, the bench press becomes like this perfect form and then you're like, yeah, and then you start loading up the weight, right? Well, it gets to a certain point where you're no longer building more neurons or more uh, connectivity, like you're, you're building more muscle, but you're not building more like a, a movement language. So what happens is it becomes like, where your brain becomes sedentary in some sense. So you may be packing on the muscle, but you're not learning anything new in that sense, where we're doing some of the coordination drills out in the park. like Say this morning, I was in, in flow state and it just moving my body to a certain pattern and then changing it and then changing it. And sometimes like you get like your brain starts to hurt because there's so much thinking involved in the movement pattern that it almost like that's where we need to go back to because that's the beginner's mindset, sort of like learning something new. So, you know, we've got the choice to try new things, but a lot of us want to stay comfortable trying or even just do it. They're not even trying. We're just doing the same thing. So would you like your life on autopilot doing the same thing over and over and over? Or you want to try something a little bit new, something different or something that you need to try because then it's really going to crack you open or It's really going to get you to face who you really are. And I think this is where people get caught up with trying to keep their ego at bay or trying to boost their ego. So they feel, or they want to be someone they're really not. And I just think, anyway, I I digress. I just went a little bit deep there. What I'm trying to get at is I want to break through you because there's, there's like my old friends or I've got family friends and people that I've seen that they're just stuck in that same life and they don't know how to get out of it they don't know what to do and they haven't tried they've just experienced the same thing over and over and over and what they what i've noticed as well is is, is some of them would just like decide to have kids or decide to get married it's just like chasing this new high so when they get it they're just like oh now i'm being entertained i'm, I'm like my life is so filled now and i'm not judging you here guys and i'm not trying to point the finger at you but i want you guys to realize what are you doing like what is it that's that are you just chasing the new high so then all of a sudden you're like you feel flat again you're like this doesn't feel right i'm chasing the new thing
0: or trying to stay comfortable yeah. not not pushing your growth edges 100
1: so so for me like when i go back when i like was talking about the movement stuff it's like i've sort of given up on a lot of the heavy lifting like why would I why would i want to lift say 200 kilos or deadlift 200 kilos when I don't need it in life i for me it's like trying to expand my my brain my connectivity and my coordination my rhythm like that's more important i want a a body that can in a way like i want it i want a body that's still useful at 80 at 90 at 100 when if you're deadlifting and you're you're going your your pb and your max day in day out right and you're constantly just jacking yourself up how do you think your body is going to be at 80. Like what's what's really gonna be left of your body if you go too hard too fast, and I think that becomes the issue. You know, we're relying on our youth. We think that we've got all the amount of time in the world, and we will just go at a snail's pace, or we'll just like give up and just go. I'll wait for for a pivotal moment in my life. I'll wait for something to happen that will like either be a death in the family, or we give either have you know, we'll either have a baby or we'll, like, you know, these are pivotal moments. We'll have a near-death experience. Marriage. marriage. Like, these are the things. But then we just limit ourselves to those four things until those four things happens. Um, Living on autopilot. Yeah, yeah, but something, like, we could go through those four things or those four pivotal moments, but we do nothing about it. And so we never try. And so I think the biggest... Or challenged. Yeah, challenged. I think the ultimate test is, like, when you're when you're at that sort of coming to the end or terms of your life, and you're reflecting back, and you you're still and the and they've they've said it before, and they'll say it again, is the biggest biggest form of failure is regret, or the biggest like the, top
0: regrets of the dying.
1: Yeah, of the dying. Yeah, exactly. It's so, a book. There's a whole book on it. There's twelve of uh, them apparently. <laughs> there's probably several books on this, yeah. but that's where I kind of wanted to to get my point across because. Um, w- what we're trying to achieve or accomplish or just constantly just like partake in life is, is really we're just dancing with it. And I mm. want you guys to dance, your dance, beat to, the, to your own drum mm. as opposed to beating to how the government or how like school. the school system is beating their drum. And I think it's okay if we go off course, right? And it's okay if we go off our own trail But at least you're enjoying the dance, your specific dance. And I think we can all contribute to that. And I think that's really important.
0: Yeah. And how we live our life is not for everyone. How you choose to live your life isn't for everyone. And we are definitely not saying you should live your life this way. We are saying partake in your life, live your life how you want to live it. And try new things. Experience the things you want to experience. Stop limiting yourself. Give it a go. give the things you want a go and don't ever stop trying.
1: Yeah listen listen to that calling that's in your heart I think sometimes like it's it's very faint but I think we need to we need to have that uh, was it the intuition or the intuitiveness to just feel and express and and just listen. And I think a lot of us like talk a lot and a lot of us um, create a lot of noise or some of us aren't creating enough noise. And yeah, think,
0: take up space, like let your voice be heard.
1: Yeah, and it's probably going back to what we were, what Laura was uh, pointing out at the start, so part of her self-practice was was to just eliminate a lot of things. Like instead of adding a lot, like the beautiful thing about a, a masterpiece or a sculpture, it's actually taking, ch- chiseling away of the sculpture to create the masterpiece mm-hmm. as opposed to adding to it. So I think that's probably going to be a profound approach and, and something I guess we all have to try. And, and work towards.
0: And just to think a year ago, or well, it was probably more than a year ago now that Mark and I had the idea of taking off in a van and doing up a van and going up north. Oh, like a we've, year ago, wasn't it? we've been wanting to go up north for a while and going back to, I guess, when foundations get rocked and things like that. It forces you to change, and what COVID or the COVID situation, the world yeah. situation, it rocked us enough to be like, "Why wait? Let's just do it." We're trying to wait for the perfect moment to either head up north or we just sort of put the van idea on the back burner. Yeah. Though this time we literally just grabbed it and yep. went with it, and we're giving it a go. So. Because um, our plan was to
1: grind it out, save, 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 and then and then sort of do the move. But then it was like COVID was the disruptor that allowed us to just go inward a little bit because we obviously we weren't really going out much. I mean, no one really could, and we we're just by ourselves in in summers um, in that south of Victoria, Melbourne, and we we're just contemplating. We're thinking like, let's do it. Let's let's do it now while while things are shut down, and then when they reopen, we'll we'll jet off, and that, that's where we are now today and we're probably a week and a half away. I keep saying a week and a half. I know it's I'm always
0: finishing. a week and a half. But it's so close. <laughs>
1: we're getting there, we're getting there.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, a week and a half. We'll see, we'll let you know next week.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we are, we're we we are going camping this this weekend with some family. So that's that's really exciting and
0: it's the first actual like probably proper van life trip out because we've literally been parked in my mum's driveway for the past two weeks so that'll be good though i think we will wrap this episode up here i know we unpacked and shared a lot of different things really we just wanted to share the behind the scenes of what's been going on in our lives letting you know that there's there's definitely a lot of work to certain things it's not always a highlight reel as it seems on instagram or story There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that you don't get to see and you're only seeing, it's really important to know, especially on Instagram, you're only seeing what other people want you to see. Of course, I don't feel like posting when I'm like in a mood.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) I'm doing the self care and the practices to get myself back in a state that I want to be when I am going through a process. So I'm not on social media sharing my problems. Some people love to share on social media and get support that way, though that's just not the way I do it. And it's not that I'm being inauthentic or I'm ashamed of feeling feelings. It's more that I go into an internal process to realign myself because I find social media distracting and I'll just get caught up in other people's shit. So that's the time when I go inwards, when I'm going through a process. So please know that I I still go through a process. We, We all do.
1: Mm. yeah and i uh, like just with the so we use different platforms for it's for i guess putting out different content so with podcasting it's a long-form content that we're doing so it's like storytelling so we're still able to engage with you but it's a different form of engagement so these are why we get to share some of the stories behind the scenes but also stories and sharing interviews and all these other things that we'll be doing on the podcast so being able to listen rather than sort of like watch or be on your phone, I think that is also another, I guess, bonus that we're able to, especially technology these days, we're able to almost take our Walkman down the road and, and listen. That's not a Walkman, but it's <laughs> like, but, but that's it. That's that's exactly how we sh- you know, should be going back into conversations like this rather than sort of a, a fast snippet or a broken down version of what... Highlights now. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, you know, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening.
0: If you got to the end. Yeah, if you got <laughs> to the end. But
1: that that's what we're think what we're feeling into at the moment and what we're doing and what we're trying. And I think further down on our travels you you go you guys will get to be able to I guess digest more of the stuff that we go through and obviously some of the interviews that we'll go through and, and the things that we really wanna that's so on the top of our mind that we want to share.
0: Yeah, and just know this is all just sharing. It's not that we think we're right. It's more that we're sharing our experience. We're sharing what we're trying on and doing and giving a go. So that's that's our intention is just to keep on sharing, keep on living and doing. Like doing the work, it's all well and good. Like I know a lot of people talk about a lot of stuff, yeah, though they're not doing it. So... We're in the ring. We're choosing to be in the ring with each other. Nowhere else I'd rather be.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You might need to re-listen because there was a lot of pathways there. Though um, we'll get back to you next week. We just really wanted to take you behind the scenes this week just yeah. to get a bit of insight of what's been going on and why we sort of took that podcast hiatus. Is that the right word?
1: Yeah, thank you again, guys, for the support and listening in. And uh, we'll catch you next week for our next podcast.
0: Yeah, we plan to do one every week from here on out now that uh, we are feeling a little bit more settled where we are. So we will speak to you next week. Have a beautiful morning, evening, or whatever you're doing.
1: Look after yourselves, and we'll see you guys later.
0: All right. Ciao. Bye. See ya thank you so so much for hanging out with us today it's our mission to keep freedom of speech and holistic traditional wisdom alive in a time of such wild censorship so please if you've gotten anything out of this episode or you would like to support our mission and message in any way We would love if you left a review on whatever app you're listening from or even take a snap of you listening and share it on your stories and tag us. We would love to see that. We are so, so grateful for your support. All right, we will chat to you in the next episode. Bye for now.